You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello everyone, it's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Hello, and welcome to Queen's Podcast. I'm Amanda Mata, the host of the Art of History podcast, and I'm also that chick who talks way too much about the royal family on TikTok. On behalf of Katie and Nathan, I'm here to advise you that they've been known to use many a colorful metaphor and, yes, strong language. If that's not your style, they won't be mad, just back away slowly. If you're interested in hearing stories from the past told through some really cool works of art, I hope you'll check out Art of History wherever you get your podcasts. But for now, on with the show. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Well, good afternoon, Nathan. Good afternoon, Katie. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. It is a gross and gloomy day here in Austin, Texas. Pretty much an understatement because it's nasty as fuck. <laughs> it has been a roller coaster of temperatures this week. Like on Tuesday, it was 75. Wednesday, it snowed. Yeah, Wednesday, <laughs> it snowed. And then today, it's like 65 and rainy. It just, no wonder everyone's getting sick. Yeah. Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. Everyone here's got the coronavirus, basically. <laughs> okay, yay! Today we're here. With, this is our 50th episode, Nathan. High five! High five! <laughs> We've got a really cool chick we're going to talk about in yeah. honor of our 50th episode. I mean, she she's a good representation of our 50th episode. Absolutely. Y'all voted, and y'all wanted Nefertiti. Yeah. And that's who we're going to talk about. Badass bitch. Um, she was... A controversial and long-forgotten queen of Egypt, and I'm really excited about this one. But I first, know, me too. Nathan has made us a pretty sunny cocktail for this pretty dreary day. So yes, tell us about this one, Nathan. So it's a shot of tequila, shot of watermelon juice, half a shot of lime, and uh, also I've made my own grenadine. Uh, out of pomegranate. Um, so I used pomegranate grenadine, basically, and mix it all together. It gives you this nice little pink magical drink. Um, I'm sure you could substitute tequila for vodka if yeah. you didn't like, uh, if, you, if you're not a fan of tequila, because I know some people aren't. I but can't, it's, I, I can't really taste the tequila. Yeah, it's very refreshing. And it's and you put a nice big chunk of watermelon on the side mm. for garnish. And mm, I love watermelon. Me too. Like, it definitely one of those uh, fruits that I didn't like as a kid growing up. But growing, like, the older I get, I'm like, oh my god, watermelon is You're fabulous. like, what was wrong with me? Yeah. Why didn't I like this? I this was delicious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you've seen the error of your ways. <laughs> so let's give this a taste. Very refreshing. 
It's very nice. And because it's not super sugary, which mm. I appreciate. And um, I think the tequila also, because tequila has a little bit more of a bitter taste. Mm-hmm. It does. And so it like takes out some of the, the sweetness too. Yeah, the watermelon really rounds it out. Which yeah, I recommend. Like, I didn't know they even sold watermelon juice at the grocery store, yeah. and I found it, and I was like, "Damn, this is really good." Yeah, and I bet this is going to find its way into some future drinks. Well, I'm all for it. <laughs> so very nice. All right. So before we get started, it's time for some shout outs. Shout outs. All right. So first, we have our supporters that go above and beyond um so we don't know what to call these people these bougie ass hoes the queen mothers bougie ass hoes has gotten a lot of votes yes (laughs) so they are ashley charity delania emily w heather lizzie and natalie love you guys love you all oh and now for our empress supporters (laughs) aaron amy amanda amber anastasia Angelica, Annette, April, Ashley, B, Ashley, E, Bonnie, Brianna, Brendan, Brett, Brooks, Cadence, Caitlin, Camille, Krista, Claire, Danielle, Deanna, Eleanor, Aaron, H, Aaron, K, Genevieve, Isabel, Jackie, Jacqueline, Jackie C, Jamie, Jared, Jennifer, Jennifer M, Jessica B, another Jessica B, Jessica S, Jody, Jolene, 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 uh, Julia, <laughs> Kate, Caitlin, Kathy, Kayla, Kaylee, Kelly, F, Kelly, H, Kelly, H, Kevin, Kiana, Corey, Christy, Kim, Lana, Laura, Lauren, Liotta, Maddie, Mariah, Maureen, Nicole, <laughs> Piper, Rachel, Rebecca, Rebecca F, the first one was Rebecca C, get it right, Nathan, Robin, <laughs> Rowena, Samantha, Sarah, Sandra, Sophie, Spencer, Stacy, Stephanie N, Stephanie O, Tammy, Taylor, Tiffany, Tracy, and Yen. All right, and then next we have our Queen Consort supporters. Abigail, Adelaide, Alexandra, Alexandra L, Allison, Alyssa, Amanda, Amber, Anne, Ashley, Audrey, Augusta, Barry, Bethany, Bethany D, Brittany, Callie, Carson, Charlotte, Chelsea, Chelsea R, Christina, Claire, Cody, Crystal, Danny, Danny N, Danielle, Daphne, Deanna, Delaney, Diana, Emily, Emma, Erica, Haley, Haley O, Helene, Jamila, Jamie, Jara, Jessica, Jose, Julie, Carla, Kat, Catherine, Kaylee, Kristen, Kristen C, Christina, Kylie, La Monica, Laura, Lauren, Lauren S., Linda, Lindsay, Maya, Megan, Mel, Melanie, Melissa, Morgan, Natalie, Nicolette, Paula, Peggy, Rachel, Raina, Retta, Roxana, Sarah, Shannon, Shauna, Lee, Tara, Taylor, Taylor S., Terry, Toby, Valerie, and Zeph. 
So thank you everybody that supports our show, whether it's um, paying for the extra content on any level, whether it's going and leaving us a nice review on iTunes or wherever you review shows or Or following us on social media or or just tuning in yeah that those are all ways to support us cheers to these bitches cheers to all you bitches you all bougie ass hoes really (laughs) preach all right so let's get started all right so nefertiti was born nefertiti I've heard it pronounced both ways, okay. <laughs> and I feel like Nefertiti is how it wants to come out of my mouth. <laughs> so that's how it's going to come so out So that's how I'm going to say it, because it feels <clears throat> no more natural to me. Maybe I'll go back and forth, because I've heard it. I listened to a bunch of podcasts on her, and no one had it. There was no uniform way to say it. Mm. She was born at some point. <laughs> yeah, way long time ago. The best guess is around 1370 BC. So she is above and beyond our oldest queen we've ever covered. Don't call her old. As a reminder, the most Okay, she's the most um ancient queen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> the most antiquity queen. Um the oldest Previous to this that we've gone back is Olympias, the mother of Alexander the Great. She was in the 300 BCs. Yeah. and so this we, is about a thousand years before that. Yeah, right. <laughs> we covered Agrippinas, both Agrippinas and Cleopatra, and they're at the turn of the AD BC. ish area. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this one is by far our earliest queen. And she was, so she was born at some point, maybe 1370 B.C., in some place. <laughs> yeah, we really don't know. Like, I Probably read, Egypt? Yeah, I read Egypt, maybe Syria. We don't fucking know. Her family were some people. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know if they were like actual nobility you know minor nobility in Egypt mm-hmm. or if some people there's a theory that sh- her family came from Syria yeah okay so she was born somewhere at some time to someone that's- and that's never tidy everybody okay <laughs> goodbye Bye. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um there what we're getting at is there's just so much we don't know about her story, mm-hmm. which can't be too surprising, being that she is from 3,000 years ago. Yeah, right? And also, she was a woman, too. Yeah. So, we've already learned that women don't get a lot of shit and about them. And she was, tri- sh- they tried to erase her from history, which we'll get to. Yeah. So, it's impressive that we know that much about her. But what we're going to do is we're going to discuss what we do know about yes, her. Yes, and then we'll theorize. So, she was the main wife of one of the pharaohs? Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, this drink that we're drinking is called a pharaoh cooler. The pharaoh cooler. Yeah, because okay. she's, she's cooler than a pharaoh. Oh. <laughs> so, she was born during um, what was known in ancient Egypt as the 18th dynasty. Mm-hmm. And that is more or less like the golden age of ancient Egypt. Um, she was born during the reign of this guy named Amenhotep III. And Amenhotep had a son named Amenhotep. Oh my god, how original. Because if there's one constant with all royal families... They just take they, the They names. pick a name and they run with it. 
Amenhotep is the younger son, so they don't, he's not being groomed to become Pharaoh. But he is the son of the Pharaoh's main wife, so he's still an important player. So, main wife. What what we're getting at with that is you just need to, like, take yourself out of your modern mindset yeah. and realize that the Pharaoh had multiple wives. Yes. And one of them would be considered the quote-unquote great queen. Mm-hmm. So she would be the Pharaoh's main wife. And that's a very, like, honored position to yeah. be in. Um, She'd be the one that would appear with him at... You know, big events. Yes. I mean, the other wives would still, you know, they're not exactly slumming it. They're still, <laughs> you know, an esteemed position. But she was the one pictured with him when foreign kings would come. She would be the one that would be buried with him. Exactly. Next to him. You know, she's, you know, most of the time her children would be the ones that would take the throne. But if the main wife was infertile... Or had only girls, or had only boys that didn't show any promise of um, being a good ruler, it wasn't a big deal for him to just, like, be like, oh, well, one of my other wives has this sign that's showing great promise. I'm going to go pick this guy. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And it wasn't a big deal. So, basically, if Henry VIII had had this system, we would not have the Church of England. <laughs> Correct. Would have saved us all a bunch of Tudor headaches. <laughs> yeah. uh, headaches being lobbed off, too. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> too soon? Too, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Show some respect. Anyway, Amenhotep and... what? What? How do you say her name? Her... His... Amenhotep's main wife, I think it's T. Okay, T. Um, so their son that was meant to be Pharaoh, their eldest son, died. So then the Amenhotep the Younger becomes heir, and I promise this is all relevant to <laughs> Nefertiti's story. So now that he's going to be king, of course he needs a wife. So they start shopping around. Shop, shop around. Um, so Amenhotep the Third dies or so we're not sure if he dies and then his son becomes Amenhotep the fourth or if Amenhotep the fourth and Amenhotep the third were co-pharaohs for a few years brain fart so either he died or he didn't die (laughs) so enter Nefertiti (laughs) (laughs) but anyway Amenhotep the fourth is um in a, in a position of power now, and they're like, hey, it's kind of weird that you don't have a wife. You need to get you need to get on that. You need to get a wife. Yeah. So let's talk about the theories of Nefertiti. Okay. Um, firstly, her name in Egyptian huh, translates to the beautiful woman has come. Which makes a lot of people think that she must have come from a foreign land. Yeah. But I think that most Egyptian historians have discredited that being that like she, so the theory is she came from some foreign place. She showed up, she was a hottie and they were like, Oh, the beautiful woman has come. And that's what they started calling her. But it wasn't kind of like how people call their kids, you know, harmony now or something like that. It wasn't uncommon to give your child a descriptive name. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of that has been discredited because uh, we talked about this in our Cleopatra episode where there was some inbreeding. Oh, they um, love <laughs> to marry their sisters and their cousins. Their daughters. And sometimes their, their daughters. And it's some weird ass shit. So it would have been kind of... It would have been taboo because they, they thought that they were keeping the bloodline pure. So to marry a woman that was from a completely different country... Well, to have a woman from a completely different country as your main wife. Yes, Because they did exactly. have a lot of um, secondary wives... That were the daughters of foreign kings, like to keep peace with them. But to have them as your main wife would have been a little like, mm, Eddie K. Yeah. But the theory um, that she is from another land is that she is from what today is modern day northern Syria, mm-hmm. and that her her father sent her to marry Amenhotep the third. And then she arrived, and Amenhotep III had died. And so they were like, well, we still need to keep peace with um, Syria. Or they were called the Mitanni people. We still need to keep peace with the Mitannis. So let's marry this hottie off to the next king. Makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. It is kind of a... um, It's kind of a... Arthur Tudor, Catherine Mm -hmm. Aragon, Henry Mm -hmm. VIII situation. But I think... Most modern Egyptian historians have discredited this. Yeah, they have. But anyway, um, she was a thine, and um, oh yeah, that's what everything that I've read about her has been like. She is a gorgeous. Again, it's not like people would have walked around being like, "Oh, the queen, yikes!" You know. But I mean, butterface. Yeah, butterface was not. Bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's just sum it up that most scholars believe that it's more likely that she was the daughter of a minor noble. um, Or just some really fucking rich family in Egypt. Somebody influential in Egypt probably had a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, they could have been cousins or something, but she was not... We know she was not the daughter of a king. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, that's what, uh, Amenhotep IV's parents did, because they weren't brother and sister mm-hmm. or cousins. Uh, Amenhotep IV's mother, T, was just the daughter of some minor nobility. So that's pretty much where Nefertiti probably came from as well. Yeah. So Amenhotep IV took Nefertiti as his main wife about two years into his reign. And it's believed she was probably about 14, and he was just a couple of years older than her. So, yay, not gross and rapey. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't nine, and he wasn't 30. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Um, at the time in Egypt, the capital city was called Thebes. Yeah, it's like right next to the Nile. Yeah, it's, it's right on the Nile, and it was a very rich and prosperous city. Um, it grew awesome crops every year. Yeah. It rarely suffered any kind of, like, drought or anything. And it had been the capital of Egypt for, like, hundreds of years. Yeah. So everybody, Thebes was hopping. Mm-hmm. That's where mm-hmm. everybody wanted to be because all the crops are good. It's just a popular city. So Thebes is where we see the first images of Nefertiti. In Thebes, within the first year or so of their marriage, they are depicted together in the tomb of the courtier. Yeah, this was something that I thought was really cool. That's how we know so many images of a lot of kings and queens back then, even if we don't 
know where their tombs are mm-hmm. is that so this guy had been like a servant to the Amenhotep's families for generations. So when he died, they um, depicted the king and queen in his tomb paying, like, praying to the gods to send this guy into the afterlife in style. And so that was to show that this guy, though not royalty, was pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy. He's a pretty, pretty, pretty cool guy. (laughs) And it's a very normal and traditional image where she's pictured... Just a little bit behind him. Yeah. It kind of gives me, like, uh, Empress Wu vibes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's I mean, like, she, I'm really pulling the strings, but I'm just going to stand a little bit behind She him. probably wouldn't have been pulling the strings yet. No. Because she would have right. because this was within their first year of rule, so she was probably still kind of getting her bearings yeah. and being 12. <laughs> that might put a damper yeah. on things. But yeah, like you said, she's pictured standing slightly behind him. Which was common even for the most influential wives. Yeah. And they were worshipping the sun disc. Which, put a pin in that. Yeah, put a pin in that. Um, Just a little brief rundown. Egyptians are like all their gods. And there's, I think I read that there's like three gods of the sun. There's like the morning sun, the sun disc, and the actual like sun fucking sun. And they worshipped the sun disc, which is just the rays of the sun. Yeah, we'll get to so, that. We'll yeah. get to that more later. <laughs> it's definitely in the outline. Um, so how she looks in this image, she's depicted in the very traditional fashion. She's got... Like, when you think of, like, Cleopatra with that, mm-hmm. like, the braided, long black um She got wig. her dreads on. She's got her dreads on, <laughs> and she's not wearing that flat top crown that she gets so famous for later. Yeah. And um, in this de- these depictions, she actually looks exactly like every other queen ever. She looks a lot like T, like her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And T was also a very popular and very influential queen, so it's just kind of meant to symbolize, like, this is our standard of beauty. This is what we expect our queens to look like. So this yeah. is what the next one art, looks like, too. Art at the time, spoiler it changes during Nefertiti's time, but art at the time always depicted your pharaohs and your pharaohs' um, queens as being these perfect beauties. Exactly. And they all look the same. Um, so this means she hasn't found her voice yet, again. Like we said, she 12. <laughs> so she ain't got much of a voice. And if she did, they probably slapped her into submission. I know. But she did have a good role model in her mother-in-law. Yeah, she really did. It appears they started having babies pretty quick. Yeah, they were... She was a fertile myrtle. <laughs> babies on babies on babies on babies. Yeah. So their first child was Bur- Burn. Burn. First child is Burn. In the first year to Burn <laughs> Um <laughs> For those who do not speak Southern, um, <laughs> their first born was born in the first years of their marriage. Yeah. Um, her name was Maria Totten, which means she who is beloved by Otten. Pretty quickly, she was followed by a sister named Mikatotten, which means protected by Otten. So wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Who is Otten? Otten is the sun disc. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. <laughs> so there, there were lots of gods and goddesses in ancient Egyptian, and the cult of Otten had been growing in popularity over the last few years, but the main 
cult. Mm -hmm. So basically, like, the Catholic Church was (laughs) the cult of this one god called Amun-Ra. Amun-Ra, his cult is like, like I said, it's like the Catholic Church because it's super powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's super rich and it's probably a little corrupt. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a little. Um, And it's in Thebes, Amun-Ra Temple basically acted as the bank. Mm-hmm. It controlled all the money. And when we say cult, we're not talking like the Manson family. Like, <laughs> if you listen to our uh, Olympias episode, oh, yeah, that's right. we talked about like she was in that snake, the, the snake cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just basically is a way to say they were in a monotheist or a, a polytheistic religion, and but they were different sections. Yeah, they focused really hard on, on one this one god. god. It was their bay yeah. god. Mm-hmm. So Aten is a lot different than the other gods. Most of the other gods are very human-like. So, for instance, Ra was uh, another big god back then, and he was the god of the sun. Mm-hmm. Like, not Aten, the sun disk god. Yeah. But <laughs> the big difference... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ra was depicted as a man's body with a falcon's head, or Set, the god of chaos, who is body is a man, but face looks like a fox. So that's kind of different is that all these other gods are like humanoid. humanoid? Which is a fun word to say. <laughs> Nathan, you're a humanoid. Humanoid. You're one of my favorite humanoids, oh, Nathan. Thanks. But whereas like Otten was just a, it was it was a disc <laughs> sun disc. <laughs> So he didn't have a, a human body. Yeah. He was not depicted as a human. It's just basically... And it wasn't a he either. No. It. Thing. It it did have hands. <laughs> Otten, this, the rays that come off of the sun disc have little hands. So, so okay. Okay. Yeah. Here comes the sun, gonna Didn't touch you. <laughs> Here comes Otten. And I'm like, it's all right. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show has examined weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Hey y'all, spooky season is here, and if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley 
Not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So, if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Yeah, so between the two of these, there's I'd... seven shots of tequila. Oh my goodness. So, so that's between the two of them. Nathan has these shakers in here for these drinks, and like what you're supposed to do is pour about half of your drink from the shaker, where it's mostly tequila and juice, and then pour the rest of your drink from the club soda. But I forgot this rule. <laughs> and she just poured straight fucking tequila. I'm so nervous to sip this. Do you want me to try it first? No. I'll be your sacrificial lamb. No, I'm going to be brave. Here comes our time. Doot and It's actually not bad. <laughs> Give me, watch me in 15 minutes be like, listen to me. I'm going to tell you about Nefertiti, sometimes Nefertiti. <laughs> oh She's. God, I can't wait. I can't Her wait. bust. Anyway. <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, what was it? Me during the Mitford sisters? Oh, Lord. Spain. Spain. <laughs> anyway. Could you please focus? <laughs> Whoa. Dim fighting words. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. So we were talking about Otten. Otten and his hands. Mm-hmm. The son with hands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually kind of cute because in some of the depictions of Otten, like, they'll be, like, reaching up to, like, give him... Or it a gift and its little hands from the sun rays take the little gift. Thanks, sir. Thanks, son. <laughs> it's very cute. I thought that was really interesting that there had never been at this point um, a cult of a god that wasn't a humanoid having so much power. Yeah, and this cult, let's be real, they're getting corrupt as fuck. <laughs> yeah, the one of Amun-Ra was just yeah, so. Catholic church in it all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, um, Nephi and Amenhotep are super into the sun disc. Sounds like they took too many edibles to me, but whatever. <laughs> um, and it's quite possible when you see how hard they double down on this new and upcoming cult, that they're doing it because they're like, they see the corruption in um, the Amun-Ra cult. And they're like, well, that's not cool. These people are getting away with whatever, whatever they fucking want. And they want to steer people to a new way of thinking. Yeah, but they pretty much are starting to show a lot of favoritism towards this new cult, which is pretty problematic at the time. Yeah, because you don't... I mean, like, our leaders aren't supposed to show favoritism to... Supposed to be in the operative word there to... Christianity over Judaism mm-hmm. over you know You're supposed to be neutral and um that was kind of the thing back then too well, I mean people get fucking touchy with their goddamn religions and then also if you're changing it all up and this one religion this one cult has basically been the bank people get super touchy when you fuck with their religion and their money <laughs> yeah not a good idea guys and um, we kind of harmonized there. That was cute. <laughs> that was very beautiful. Here comes uh, Otten. So uh, on iTunes, <laughs> Brady and Nathan had their own single. Uh, anyway, about uh, year three into the royal couple's 
Mirage. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They throw a Jubilee, which is pretty fucking strange at the time. Because... It wasn't until, like, year 30 that you're supposed to have this jubilee. Yeah, these jubilees <laughs> usually mark your uh, a pharaoh's 30th year in rule. But then after you've had your one at your 30th year in rule, it was normal to do it whenever you wanted. I'm sure the I'm sure the pharaoh was basically like, I have got a fine ass wife. I want to show her off. Mm-hmm. I got this god that I'm all into. I want to show it off. Oh, but this reminded me. Do you remember in the Agrippina, mm-hmm. the younger episode, yeah. when they had like there was yeah, some. I remember there was some big party that was only supposed to happen every hundred years, and but they were like, let's do it anyway. Yeah. So it was kind of the same thing. I think they were just like the people need. A reason to party, which may also kind of makes me wonder um, if already in the first three years of his rule, were people starting to be like, "Oh, I don't know about the Zamenhotep the Fourth. And so yeah. maybe he was like, "Well, here's I need to free, show you. Here's some free booze. Here's some free. Here's a party. <laughs> how, do, how do y'all like me now? <laughs> yeah, here's right? a party. So these jubilees are a BFD, and that's big fucking deal if you're not cultured. Yeah. Um. You basically, you know, kings from other lands, leaders, everybody would come to this little shindig, and all the different leaders of the different religious cults would come. Important. And I bet you can see where we're going with this. <laughs> Only the leaders of the cult of Otten were invited, and this was. Clutch your pearls scandal. Because, I mean, it was, again, you're fucking with people's religion. And it was it was a deity snub. Think, <laughs> think Greta Gerwig, how she wasn't nominated for Best Director. And everybody is like, Oscar snub. This was like that, but a bigger deal. Yeah, and probably pissed a lot of people off mm-hmm. because it was with gods. Yes. <laughs> Just. Um, like, you can't have all of Egypt out to celebrate and, like, only be, like, we're just going to focus on the sun disc. (laughs) Not even the sun god. The The sun sun disc. disc. And, uh, Amenhotep and Nephi were like, um, yeah, we can. (laughs) Watch us. Ooh, watch me, watch me. Ooh, watch me, watch me. So... They started building temples for this so-called jubilee. Yes. And this is really interesting because it's the first time in art that we see Nephi and her man stepping away from the norm. Yeah. Uh, I kind of touched on this earlier where prior pharaohs and pharaoh's queens were always depicted as these beautiful, gorgeous, amazing, godlike creatures. They, like, had a mold and they stuck with it. Yes. And they made little changes to that mold to indicate, oh, this is this queen, this is this king. But for the most part... They stuck to that mold. But Nefertiti is like, fuck it. No. We're changing this shit up. We don't look like that. Yeah, exactly. We don't want, we don't want to be depicted that way. No. So she was pictured with her typical flat top crown, which we kind of know her as now. Very in vogue. Um, and the royal couple with their two daughters are pictured being touched by the hands of the sun god. Like we said, the disc with the hands 
Not weird. Touching people. Um, <laughs> weird. Uh, but yeah, this is where I read. I, I felt it was kind of funny. I was like, so they always depicted pharaohs as like these godlike creatures. And Nefertiti's like, depict me as a normal human. But she was still fucking gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like. Depict me as a normal human, but also that the gods are touching. Because <laughs> I'm still Thank beautiful. you. <laughs> but, um. In these temples, so there was, like, one temple where it's a depiction of the pharaoh and his queen being touched by the gods, and then there's, like, another temple that depicts them and their children being touched by the gods. But then there was one temple that just depicted Nephi. And that, I think, made everybody go, huh? Because while it wasn't unheard of for her to be in all the scenes it was sort of like why is a consort having her own temple Mm -hmm. and that should have given everybody a heads up honestly that she was gonna be a different kind of queen Mm -hmm. um it was just it was a big deal um she she was basically like oh no i'm not she was trying to put herself to be viewed as a co-ruler And, Put uh, herself into power, basically. Yeah. So Amenhotep um, starts being depicted really weird. Yeah, they started... De- like, not in the mold. Yeah, like, he's not... He's trying to... But, like, also everyone's like, did he really look like that? Or was he, like, into some Picasso shit? Like, what... <laughs> no, but what I was reading is that prior... Again, prior to this, they would depict their pharaohs as like these godlike beautiful gorgeous people and when Nefertiti came along they started making it more of a realist sort of view so this in my opinion I think that that is what he looked like and they were finally depicting him as maybe there there's several theories about this because Amenhotep um well first of all um yes Nephi and her husband in this time did lean into more reality than the cookie cutter. But he was... Everybody was pictured with these elongated faces and these elongated fingers and these elongated feet. And so I think that was just like an interesting artistic choice. But he was pictured as having curvy hips, maybe even having a little bit of some breasts. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of disputed. For a long time, people thought perhaps he had um, a genetic disorder. Because inbreeding. Because inbreeding. (laughs) Um, Though his parents weren't brother and sister, so yay. Um, But so it's thought the two theories of thought are either like maybe he had some kind of genetic disorder. Because there are genetic disorders where you're a male, but you have more estrogen. So Mm -hmm. you start. um, Or... Did Amenhotep go, well, Aten is neither man or woman, so I want to be viewed as neither man uh, or woman. So he basically uh, d- did the androgyny thing. Yeah, which is so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole rabbit hole that we could spend a whole episode on <laughs> alone. Yeah, we really could. But the important thing to take away is that they are, this is their first act to show that we don't plan to just follow in the footsteps of the other kings and queens. Yeah, exactly. And the Jubilee was a big hit. I mean, what's there not to like about a big party? 
with free booze and food and right Who, who's gonna complain about that exactly um pe- people are like starting to bitch about all of this religious upheaval so this but like behind not, not at the jubilee yeah they're like, <laughs> um thanks for the free food yes <laughs> yeah and the folks running and leading the cults could um be some scary motherfuckers. I mean, oh, they were. Yeah. They had a lot of money. They had a lot of power. It wasn't unheard of of pharaohs to get killed. Yeah, when they walked the boat. I mean, it's a real thing. I Absolute mean, power corrupts. Absolutely. Look at our um, Agrippina episodes. Mm-hmm. Ancient world was a scary fucking place, and you yeah. could get killed for rocking the boat. And yeah, so Amenhotep is like, let's. Get out of town now. <laughs> yeah. This is a little scary here in Thebes. Um, so let's let's bounce. <laughs> so sometime after, the, I think, direct quote, Amenhotep, let's bounce. <laughs> sometime after the Jubilee, they start building this new city. And Amenhotep was like, if this town won't go full Aten, we're going to build a city around Otten. What a diva. I know. <laughs> He's basically like, if you don't want to worship, my God, I'm going to make a city that well. <laughs> yes, that is another direct quote. I know. I am just like channeling the pharaohs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he fucking did. <laughs> Nathan, pharaoh, pharaoh of cocktails. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, so the city that they built uh, at the time they called... Akatatan, which means the horizons of Aten. Because Aten has, like, little finger rays. Yeah. <laughs> but today they call it Amarna, and if you yourself wanted to learn more about the Amarna period, as it's called, that's how you would look it up. So we're just going to call it Amarna. Because it works. For it's me. easier to say, and that's what people call it. So yeah. everyone at the time is like, Baby girl, what is you doing? What is you doing? We are in a city that has awesome crops. I mean, the Thebes is like right on the Nile. Everybody already knows we're here. Like, why do you feel like you need to go? And Armana is like the opposite of this. It's like hundreds of miles away from Thebes. And it's like not as fertile. It's not as great. It's in the desert. Yeah. And like getting there, like I think... Like, the king and queen would have, like, rode down the Nile because they're not the people responsible for, like, they're not the moving company, you know? <laughs> I, I'm like, because back then, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole about horses. Um, <laughs> in ancient Egypt, around this time, they had only had horses in Egypt for about 100 years or so. Oh, so they probably weren't as trained and as... They were like... only really used for military. Okay. So people... I guess, like, the main inner crew of the royal family would have rode up the Nile, rode down the Nile, and then... But I guess the rest of the 20,000 people they brought with them fucking walked. Boom. Boom. That's my feelings exactly. <laughs> 250 miles of walking? Fuck oh. me with a fucking pineapple. I mean, if I'm with a pineapple... <laughs> That's a little spiny, so it hurts. Yeah, Except no, I, I got the image. <laughs> well, you just poured yourself a drink to almost match my tequila juice, so I don't feel so bad now. Tequila. Anyway. So <laughs> That's all getting edited. Please remove the image. I don't know. I might leave the pineapple thing in there. <laughs> it's so disgusting. <laughs> anyway. 
anyway. Reeling it in. <laughs> reeling it in. So the builders of Armana were sent ahead only like six months ahead of the rest of the people that were going to live there. They had a very short amount of time to build a whole fucking city. <laughs> it's like, and go. Slaves. That is how they did it. <laughs> oh, that's not a laughing matter. It's, I know, but I know everyone's like, they built it so fast. They must have been geniuses. I'm like, and they had slaves. Yeah, um, right. There, There's like this new style of architecture that came from this time as well. Because they were in such a hurry, Mm -hmm. like, they would just basically, instead of taking the big rocks and, like, molding them down to bricks or whatever, they're like, nope, this house is just made of big rocks. Oh, my God. (laughs) And they're like, yep, we did that on purpose, not because, oh, we had three days left or whatever. (laughs) Anyways, so, within the first two years, the royal couple and about, like, 20,000 of their favorite peeps moved to Armana. Uh, um, is it Armana or Marna? Oh, tequila. Anyway, <laughs> they moved to their new city. Oh, and um, by the time that they arrived, or either right after they arrived, Nephi had another daughter. Babies on babies on babies. Yes, and this one's name is oh, Hawkinsipotten. Hawkinsipotten. I don't, I don't know. I don't Which know. Ha- also had something to do with Otten. Yeah. Um, so that's three daughters in about five years of marriage. Yeah, and there is some belief that she actually had another kid in between me down there. Yeah, the yeah. Um, but we really have no evidence of that. There's- Hot take. I think Nefertiti and her husband like to fuck. Yeah. I think they were down well, to Well, have you seen her bust? I mean, and I'm not ah! talking about her boobs. I'm talking about ah! her actual, you know, she's gorgeous. Yeah, if she looks like that, that's a whole different rabbit hole. But she was the beautiful woman has come, you know? Yeah, so I think there is a little bit of truth in that. And, but- apparently, and apparently the beautiful woman's husband has come, too, if you know what I mean <laughs> by all these babies. <laughs> anyway. So... <laughs> They're off to the new city in a whole new world. <laughs> yes. It must have been incredibly exciting for them. Oh, I bet so. They're just like, you know what? New city, new me. Let's change our names. So Amenhotep changes his name to Akan. Akhenaten. 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 Sorry, guys. These These names. <laughs> I know. I know. And you know what? The funny thing is, like, we shouldn't get all caught up in pronunciations because we're just all guessing. Yeah. They probably didn't say like things the way that we say them now. It was probably George. <laughs> I think it was definitely. I think that ancient Egyptians definitely spoke English. So, Akhenaten means uh, to be affected by Aten. Yeah. Because they're obsessed. Because Yeah, they have become very single-minded. And then Nefertiti becomes... Okay, wait for it. Wait for it. Nefer, Neferaten, Nefertiti. Yeah, which means beautiful are the beauties of Aten. A beautiful woman has come. Ugh. Which that is wordy. <laughs> To say yeah. the fucking least. How pretentious. I know. Kind of love her for it, though. Oh, no, it's so extra. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're just going to keep calling her a Nephi because that's just... Because never and never and Totten to Nefertiti is way too difficult, yes. guys. Especially after tequila. Um, so what do we know about their relationship? Yes. 
um, besides the um, very scholarly fact that we've already covered and that they like to fuck. Because <laughs> babies on babies on babies. Babies on babies on babies on babies. So they were obviously really into each other. Um, she's beautiful, gorgeous, looks like Linda Evangelista. I mean... Well, how surprising. When you're not forced to marry your, marry your sister, you might actually <laughs> fall in love with your spouse. Oh, wow. <laughs> Novel idea. Um, and there are many, many images of them, like, riding in chariots together, and it looks like they're kissing. How refreshing. And they're touching each other. There's many, um, they're called reliefs, like, when they carve into the temples or whatever (laughs) there's so many reliefs of like them with their children being affectionate and that wasn't the style before no it wasn't like they might show a king and queen um holding hands or something but like no they would like there's one of the most famous ones is Akhenaten is like like kissing one of their children and that was like very like Oh, what's he? Does he like his kids? What's going on here? You know, more on that later. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but they were just depicted as this really affectionate couple, very affectionate, like loving their children and stuff. And though it was assumed most pharaohs before loved their children, this was just very radical. Yeah. To have it depicted so openly. And, and then Nephi was also depicted as being on the same level. Yeah, they started they started um drawing them the same height. Yeah, so that's which, a big fucking deal because now yeah. she's basically his equal yes. in art. And she's not standing behind him anymore. She's standing right with him. And I watched this one documentary though that said archaeologists at first believed that these depictions of who we now think are Nefertiti, they thought at the time was somebody that was co-king with Hakanaten. Which was Nefertiti. Who he would... No, but they... Now they realize it's Nefertiti, but they used to think um, it was his co-king that he had a homosexual relationship with. And then... You know, I'm here for that. uh, But now they're like, oh, no, she was just a woman who was powerful. (laughs) Oh, imagine that. (laughs) Fucking history is a bag of dicks. It's um, (laughs) it's why we have the show. (laughs) (laughs) So after they moved to the new city, Nefertiti had three more children, again, all daughters. So it's possible that she had other children that just didn't survive. Because ancient world? Yeah, and I'm going to try to say their names. But again, remember, there's a lot of tequila that's in my bloodstream right and now. And also, these names are just fucking bananas. So, Nefera Nefera Tot. Wait. Nefera Nefera Otten. Nefera Nefera. And Setempre. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> So let's just call those daughter number, daughters four, four five, five, and six. six. Yes. Yeah. So let's not quote Nathan on those pronunciations. Um, we know that Akhenaten had at least one son with someone else. Um, again, remove yourself from your modern mind frame for all we know. Because you don't want to vomit in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't, I don't think that... Nephi would have been jealous about this. No. Because that's... Normal. That was normal Mm -hmm. then. So, and that the fact that 
um, her husband was having children with other people. Well, that gives her a break in between having all her yeah, children. Yeah, it's like, you know? my vag is tired. Yes, exactly. Um, Another direct quote, I believe they found <laughs> Nefertiti Cargunstone. had relieved that into a wall. <laughs> my vag is tired. The vag for Otten. <laughs> my vag of Otten needs a break of Otten. <laughs> so, one of his secondary wives was apparently one of his sisters, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying not to puke. And they had a baby that would grow up to be King Tut. <laughs> have you ever seen that old SNL? Yes, yes I have. Uh, With Steve so Martin. Glad, I'm so glad you did that. Uh, so everybody knows who Tutankhamun was. Yeah. Um, King Tut, the the most famous, probably mm-hmm. I would say one of the most famous. Pharaohs. And did you know when he was born? So he was born in Armana. And he was, um, so what did they change? What is, what is Tut? Tut is Tutankhamen? Tutankhamen, yeah. Tutankhamen. When he was born, though, he was Tutankhamen for Otten. <laughs> um, we know all of this because we're just going to call him King Tut because King Tut. <laughs> King Tut's tomb was famously found, and they did his DNA, and they were like, okay, well, we know this guy's parents were brother and sister like they were able to tell from like how fucked up his chromosomes are i don't fucking know i'm not a scientist (laughs) but they were able to tell that um he was the son of akhenaten and that his parents were brother and sister there are many theories on who his mom was um they've found the tomb of the person that's genetically king tut's mother and but they don't know who she was so they just call it the younger lady Oh, ouch. Yeah. Burn. Sick burn. I mean, we know it was one of his sisters, but we don't. It's this whole God, thing. God, it's so gross. There's plenty. If you want to go down that rabbit hole, there's plenty of things on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's plenty of other mm-hmm. podcasts. So this time in Armana, we don't really have like a linear story of what was going on. But there's like a shitload of art that kind of depicts Nephi and family so there's one depiction which is really radical and it shows her smiting a criminal i smite thee um yes (laughs) basically that means capital punishment it depicts her um laying down the law and executing someone and a consort had never been shown to do that before so that is basically that alone like, take out everything else about her being shown his size and everything. The fact that she was shown... Um, Handing down justice. Is like, whoa. Mm-hmm. This lady had some serious power. So I think that's really cool. Not the killing people part, but <laughs> the part that she had some serious power I think is really cool. And yeah, it's yeah. Just, she's just a big fucking deal yeah but not everything is as groovy as we're making it out to be guys a lot of people really fucking hated nephi at the time and her family because they uprooted them from like their home like their family home of a hundred years and made them start going to this city that was built in like six months and made them start like worshiping this god that they really weren't that into and you know and they forbade other religious cults Big problem. Um, Yudge. Yudge. I mean, could you imagine if suddenly one of our rulers straight out and was like, 
okay, no one gets to be Presbyterian anymore or something like no, that. Yeah, they would be like fucking nuts. You don't fuck with people's religions. Agreed. It pisses people off. Not a good PR move. So even though no one was coming straight out to them, because again, you don't talk shit on the king because then the king's gonna kill you. Yes. <laughs> There was still, um, things were not all, things were not all sunny in the land of the sun disc. (laughs) So many describe this as the very first time that a major monotheistic religion was recognized. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, that's pretty cool from like a historical standpoint. Yeah, that's really awesome. But at the time, people were like, fuck that shit. And there was just so much resentment to Nephi and her family. Which, I mean... Don't fuck with people's religion or their money. Yes. Like, that's, that's like, no, no. And basically, another thing in this religion, so there were two things that was, like, a big change from other religions that wasn't fucking cool with people. One, there was no direction on how to get to heaven. Like, the other religion. Oh, wow. That that would fuck everything up, because they're like, okay, then I like, die. What happens? The other me? cults were like, okay, so you want to be recognized by... And I haven't studied this too much, so please don't ask me any specifics. But it was like, okay, you're in this cult. You want to be recognized by that god when you die. Make sure you're buried with this, this, and this, and he'll come find you, and y'all will go off together. Oh, um, but and this, this one... one didn't have anything, because... The only way to get to Aten was through the royal family. So if uh, you wanted to request something from Aten, you had to go to the king. And the king would then go to Aten and be like, hey, this guy wants X, Y, Z. So those two things were not jiving with people. And I get it. Can yeah, you imagine? Yeah. Like, um. So when I die, how do I get to heaven? <laughs> IDK. IDK. <laughs> I guess the king's got to put in a good word for you, you know. Yeah, that might rub it, people the wrong um, way. It, that's an understatement. Mm-hmm. It, it very much rubbed people the wrong mm-hmm. way. And foreign relations at this time were not super cool either. So there are clay tablets that survive from foreign allies, like, literally begging for fucking money that um, had been promised by the predecessor. Yeah, Amenhotep Third basically was like, like, there's one with this one king where Amenhotep III was basically like, I'm going to send you some gold statues. And if I die before you get the gold statues, my son's going to send you these gold statues. And, and then the son's like, LOLs, who dis? Yeah. <laughs> Akhenaten and Nephi were like, why the fuck do we send this guy? We don't know him. Why do we owe him gold statues? What the fuck is he talking about? So it's possible that they had a major falling out with these foreign countries because of this promised money. Yeah! It Um, just was not a good time for um, diplomacy either. And it's also possible that this is all exaggerated because of all of the hate that and It's totally possible that after they died, people talked up this break with their allies. Yeah, spoiler alert, their reputations fucking sucked. Super we know that her second oldest daughter died um, while she was still alive, Meccan Aten. Yes. Um, there, this is another thing that's so different for like the art at the time. There's like these scenes in one of the temple that shows her and her husband like mourning over the body of their daughter, oh, gripping yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 
And it's just another thing to show, like, we were there for each other in good times. We were there for each other in bad times. And we really loved our children. And um, it's also thought, like, there's also in this scene, there is someone holding a baby. So oh, some yeah. people think she may have actually been married to her father and had babies. Okay, mm, this is hitting me hard. Or maybe she was just married off to somebody else. She would have been like 11 or 12, and so it's not surprising if she would have died in childbirth. So gross. And then some people are like, no, there were just babies in Egypt. Like, somebody had a baby. Like, that doesn't mean... just holding a baby. Yeah. Like, some somebody else was just holding a baby. It had nothing to do with... So, their daughter died of something. Yeah, wasn't it like... They thought it was the plague, or I well, think we're gonna get to that. They're either at that time or a year or two later. A horrible plague came through Egypt. So a lot of people think that this is the first time that the flu, yeah, hit Egypt or the world. Sense. Yeah, or the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is what what is strongly believed. Which you don't have medicine, so totally makes sense yeah. that the flu would kill a shitload of people because it still kills a shitload of people today. Absolutely. And it... So, we... This plague most likely killed... Um, Tay. Tay, Nephi's mother-in-law, and two of her other daughters. Some people think that Nefertiti died of this plague. Oh, they did! Some people thought for a very long in the time past, yeah. that Nefertiti died into their of this plague as well because she does kind of she disappears. She is not like after this plague that kills we know a shitload of the royal family. She is not mentioned anywhere near as much, but um, in 2012, so. Armana was first discovered in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And then in 2012 was the first time we found proof that she survived this plague. So... It basically, uh, what we find out in 2012, like, guys, that's, wrap your mind around Robert, this. <laughs> this is over 3,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And just eight years ago, they were still finding <laughs> clues. So who knows what we're going to know in another... 50 years. Yeah, so they basically found her okaying this building of a temple. So, yeah. holy shit, like, you find that as an archaeologist, you're like, I know. Oh my god, I win life. And it was a female archaeologist that found it, so, yeah. But, yeah, so, from the 1800s until 2012, we thought that maybe Nefertiti died during this plague, but now we know that she most likely outlived her husband. So let's give some conspiracy theories about what actually happened to her. Because she did, she did definitely drop off the record. So it's like, why did she quit being mentioned all the time? Okay, so number one, she just lost a lot of her fucking family. She lost three of her daughters. And she's devastated, and she just needs to, like, go off the grid for a couple days. Yeah. Like, or years. Uh, can't blame her. It's also thought that she took on a new title. So, yeah, I wouldn't say Nefertiti anymore in the records because she's going by something else now. Yeah, because she's a powerful bitch. And, bitch. I mean, she's like Madonna. She's just <laughs> recreating herself. <laughs> And maybe she's going by another name now. So whatever she was up to, we know her husband did start to spend times with other wives. I mean, he did need, he needed an heir. 
Yeah, and, and he may have married one of his daughters. The, he may have married a couple of his daughters. But, so again, at the time, that was considered normal. Also, historians don't seem to have a complete understanding on um, when a pharaoh married one of his daughters, it's not known if it was always expected to be a sexual relationship Uh, or if it was just a way to like, well, after I'm gone, she's going to marry whoever the next pharaoh is. So I want to give her practice at being a royal wife. So um, I This is wishful thinking. (laughs) Yeah. But it's known that one of her daughters... um, and a couple of the records is depicted as the main queen. Okay. So maybe she was just stepping back and letting her daughter, you know, have the spotlight for a few years. We really don't know. We don't know. This is all <laughs> spec. We'll never know. Um, also, I need a shower. about marrying your dad. <laughs> I mean, your brother's not better, but your dad's way worse. <laughs> These are two things that I don't even want to think about. So moving right along. Yes, let's let's um, just shuffle um, I along. I think Nephi would have been fine to take a back seat to let her daughter kind of rule some shit. Yeah, for sure. So that's where our story that is based around facts pretty much fucking ends. And everything else we're going to talk about is guessing. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy, conjecture. Just big old guesses, assumptions, and we're going to try to make this as linear as possible, but there no are promises. no guarantees in life. Okay, so Nephi almost definitely outlived Akhenaten because otherwise there would be the remains of the tomb. Because you know, if she would have died in Akhenaten's life, he would have made such a deal about it. Yeah. And since there's no... She does not have a tomb in Armana, so... Some people think that she may have fallen out with Akhenaten. Which is a fair argument, but I don't know. But I think the people that thought that, thought that prior to 2012. Ah. Yeah. So a lot of people were like, oh, either she died or he divorced her. But on his tomb, now that we know that she, sir, she was alive later in his, like, in his rule, they've decided that on his tomb, they're, like, on each corner of his tomb... There is a great queen protecting him. And so they're like, oh, well, that's Nefertiti. Guess who that is. Yeah. 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 So she, it's assumed that she outlived him. So Akhenaten died in about 1336. And his young son, Tutankhamun, who becomes Tutankhamun, took over maybe three or four years later. But between the two kings, what... Happen. Short answer, we really don't fucking know. Um, but one theory is that Nephi is sitting on the throne. It's about goddamn time. In her own fucking right. <laughs> and we'll get to that. But first, right after um, Akhenaten's okay. death, there was a king named Smenkare. And who the fuck goes by the name Smenkare? Nobody fucking knows who Smenkare is. It comes out of nowhere. I would have to assume. He was not the beautiful lady that came. N- no. <laughs> Some people think he might have been a woman. Oh. Um, there's. Sounds I'm like not going to spend man. a whole lot of time on time on Smenkare because it's there's so many open ended questions. Um, so I'm just going to hit like the high level 
Um, yeah. The high-level guesses, yeah. His wife was probably the daughter of Nephi. One of Nephi's daughters, and he was either a very young man, and some people think maybe a woman. My theory is this was one of um, Akhenaten's other sons. From a different From wife. a different wife, and he was probably quite young. And that, that was it was one of Nephi's stepsons. That makes sense. And um, so she like married him to one of her daughters, and so that she could kind of be like a regent. Yes. So this guy slash possibly girl slash was, was Pharaoh um, for like two minutes. Yeah. It didn't a last. Year. It didn't... I don't even think it was... I don't even think they think it was a year. Yeah. I think they think it was like eight months. Like, super short. So then, the next pharaoh on the record's name was Neferneferaten. Which, remember, that's what Nephi changed her name to. Coinkydink? I think not. Historians do now tend to believe that this pharaoh, uh, Neferneferaten, um, ruling on her own, they pretty much all agree it was definitely a woman. And and most people believe it was the old king's great wife, Nefertiti. And I subscribe to this. Yeah, Nefertiti isn't exactly like a super common name. And she went by that, like so. Yeah. It was her. It was her. So in Amarna, after Akhenaten's death, there are so many depictions of this female king. Um. They haven't found the tomb or anything, so we'll definitely never know. But just the way that she's mentioned is in the feminine. So they're like... And guess what, guys? It's our fucking show, so we're going to say that Nefer and Nefer and Totten was goddamn Nefer Tata. Yes. So we, um, you know, again, please don't listen to our show as source material for your thesis. (laughs) I have not dug up graves in Egypt. (laughs) But we think that this female pharaoh is our girl, Nefertiti. That's what we think. So, what do we know about this ruler, Nefertiti? Besides that we think that she's female, and we think that she's Nefertiti, uh, we're pretty unclear if she's acting as like a regent for an upcoming king, or if she's just ruling on her own right. Which wouldn't be unprecedented, because just about two generations before her is Hatshepsut. Um, Het... Hatshepsut? <laughs> I wish I'm, you could see Katie's face. I need to say it right. Hatshepsut? No. Hatshepsut, I think is how you say it. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> but you know who I'm talking about. So, but no, she had been a very, very successful female ruler in her own right. So it wouldn't be unheard of for a woman to rule. However, it would have been a little weird for a woman to rule who was not the daughter of a king. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the remainder of, remainder of the um, Amarna period, Aten is still the main god, but this Nefer is like way more chill about other religions coming in. She learned her lesson. <laughs> well, she's probably not feeling as secure. Because again, mm. she's not she's not the daughter of a king. She's not the wife of a king. She's not the mother of the next king. She's just a really pretty girl that has a lot of power. She's just... So she's gonna make everybody happy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it makes sense. I don't think her devotion to Otten was any less... Than her husband's had been, but I think that she recognized 
I don't have the upper hand like I used to. And my rule is shaky ground at best. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. And this makes fucking sense because, you know. What is her rule is basically just like, I'm going to be in power and everybody's like, fine. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, please don't kill me. (laughs) So she reigned for about three years. We don't know for sure if she died or just stepped down because King Tut was now old enough to rule. But um, because there's really no records of what happened for about 1300 years. She's just forgotten. Yeah. Uh, Wait, wait. What do you mean forgotten? Well, okay. So she leaves power after King Tut becomes pharaoh and King Tut moves everything back to Thebes. Oh, yeah. And they go back to Ramana and they literally erase everything that has to do with... They take with a wrecking ball. Whatever the equivalent of... Like an, Miley Cyrus. Yes. They have Miley Cyrus come in and knock it all down. <laughs> she came in like a wrecking ball. 100%. Okay. That's exactly okay. what they sang okay. as they knocked down the ancient city of Ramana. Yeah. They literally erased everything about Nefertiti and literally everything that she had ever done, gone. And um, for the next... I mean, for the rest of ancient Egypt, people did not talk about Akhenaten and Nefertiti. They were heretics. They called, yeah, they, if they had to be mentioned, they called them the heretic king and the heretic because queen. Because if you think about it, they were polytheistic, and now they tried to, or Nefertiti tried to make them monotheistic, yeah. so that's a heretic. They even went back, and any depictions of them that were left in Thebes, they um, carved out their mouths. Ouch. Which was just like a major sign of disrespect. Blasphemy. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, So what I think happened, and again, it's our show, so I can say what I think happened. Don't go and put it in your thesis. Um, I think Tut got old enough to rule on his own, and Tut's main advisor was this guy named I. And also some people think I was Nefertiti's dad, and we just didn't have time for that rabbit hole. He does end up becoming Pharaoh after Tut. Anyway, (laughs) that was a rabbit hole that we just... (sighs) Leads to nothing. Anyway, so um, he goes up to Nefertiti, and he's like, Babe, look, the tide is turning. We're going to put the kid in control now, and we're going to move back to Thebes. Um, We're going to go back to the old religion... So you can either roll with it or you can get killed. And she was like, fine, but I, I have... I want to get killed. <laughs> no, I want to get killed. Doesn't sound groovy. But I have conditions. One of my daughters marries Tut and... Incest, uh, yay. Yay! <laughs> At least they're half brother, brother and sister. Um, still gross. And my daughter's going to marry Tut and she's going to be the great queen. And so that puts her in a place that's not so vulnerable. Because now she is the stepmother of the king. The mother and the of mother the queen. of the queen. And possibly the daughter of the head advisor. So and she's got to get a position. So what I think happens is because she acquiesces all this, they let her live out the rest of her life in peace. No, that makes sense. She's not popular. Like, she doesn't come to, like, official business. Because she's not depicted in anything like um Akhenaten's mother had was for the rest of her life depicted in all these um carvings and everything I think Nefertiti was still alive for the next couple of years but they were like please stay home (laughs) 
don't and, leave. <laughs> and she did. And I think she died of natural causes um, soon after Tut came to rule, which back then, I mean, it was, oh no, I got a cough. I'm going to die. You, you know? Die. So that's my educated guess. That's my theory. Does that gel with you? Yeah, honestly, I kind of see the same thing. And what I found very interesting is that when Tut came to power, he basically tried to erase everything that Nefertiti did. Everything. Every, they, not- they were polytheistic again. Yeah. And there's even a rumor that he stole her tomb and literally tried to just erase his stepmother and father and father uh, yeah from history though a lot of people think because tut didn't live very long uh he died young and he died quite unexpectedly so a lot of people think it's actually i the guy that was um king next that did most of that um because i mean akhenaten was tut's father Mm -hmm. but Tut definitely did send everybody, like, was like, okay, no, we all get to go back to Thebes. I know you've been wanting to go back. We all get to go back to all the gods. You're welcome. You're fine. So Armana was basically forgotten, erased. For 3,000 years, yeah, basically. Yeah, it was until the 19th century that we found out, oh my god, this whole city existed. I know! <laughs> because um, they found it. And so much of Armana was completely preserved because, like, in Thebes and um, other, like, the other valleys of the pharaohs or whatever, since people knew they were there over the centuries, all of those tombs had been robbed mm-hmm. and maybe the mummies were taken well, I mean, and completely so- defaced. But the tombs and everything that were left in Armana had been untouched. Because nobody knew to be looking for them. Mm-hmm. And the archaeologists just found this wealth of untouched history. And I just got the biggest lady nerd boner. Yeah! Just thinking about that. Slip and it. it's just like, what? It, it, it just blows my mind that they found like this whole city in ruins that was so perfectly... Preserved. And nobody even. This is, isn't this where they found the bust of Nefertiti? Yes. Too? And so let's talk about Nefertiti's famous bust. This shit is so impressive. It was buried for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and still looks gorgeous. I mean, her ears are falling off and she's missing an eye, but if I was 3,000 years old, <laughs> my ears would be falling off and I'd be missing an eye too, you know? <laughs> but if that's what she actually looked like, then yes, a beautiful woman has come. God and that is widely, damn it. That is widely believed that she looked like that. And, I mean, yeah, I think that she did. And people... So they did one time do, like, an x-ray on it. And you can tell that, like, the original sculpture had some wrinkles on it. And then maybe they went back and they're like, no, do not give the queen wrinkles. <laughs> and they went back hey, and kind of covered it up a little bit. with that face, with yeah. a little bit of wrinkles, she's gorgeous. Like, so mm-mm. when this sculpture of her was discovered, it sent this like wave of fascination throughout the world. And suddenly this woman that no one had ever heard of becomes the most famous woman in the world. 
Which I think finally, Nephi would have fucking loved. Finally. <laughs> finally, right? <laughs> She's I like, she... it's about damn time, 3,000 years later. It was discovered in 1912, so the name Nefertiti had been nothing. And now, just like, we're only 108 years later or whatever, like... What a huge difference that made. Because immediately now, when you hear that name, you think beautiful Egyptian yeah. royalty. Rivals Cleopatra. Yeah. Like, literally. So that's amazing in its own right. I know. Interesting side note. Um, did you know that... Because the bust is in Germany and has been in Germany since 1912 or whatever. Um, and Egypt has been asking back, like... I think their most recent... I mean, fair, fair. Yeah, (laughs) their most recent um, formal request for all of their shit back was 2014. And Germany continues to be like, um, I'm sorry, I don't speak Egyptian. I don't know what you're saying. saying Ouch, fucking Germany. Deutsch, like, um... You've been been accused of so many things throughout history. Please just give them back their shit. Apparently, Hitler was obsessed with the Nefertiti bust, he was like, it shows that the Egyptians were Aryan. No. Yeah. (laughs) Hitler, you were taking too much meth. You were flawed. (laughs) But um, just because of, like, her high cheekbones and almond-shaped eyes. But she was black. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway. So, um, we don't know where Nefertiti is, Buried. So they found Akhenaten's tomb, and there are depictions of Nephi guarding his body. Which is so sweet. Yes. And he was buried in Armana, but his body was then moved. Moved to Thebes. Mm-hmm. I feel like if his son hadn't been king, they probably would have left his body yeah. in Thebes. So right. near his tomb, there's an unfinished tomb, which is assumed that it was meant for Nefertiti. And I think that shows that she was... Definitely still alive when he died. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but there's no fucking Nephi body. No, some believe, so King Tut's famous tomb is, um, a little bit smaller compared to all the yeah. other pharaoh's and tombs. the things that are supposed to hold his organs were smaller and everything else was smaller, which is intended to mean that it was for a woman. So a lot of people believe that that was actually supposed to be Nefertiti's tomb, but then when King Tut died unexpectedly... Because inbreeding. They... <laughs> Actually, I think he, like, was like fell off his horse or was murdered. Yeah, he yeah. was, but still, uh, but he was not exactly... Inbreeding didn't help. <laughs> a um, great gene pool. So, yeah, it's believed since he died so suddenly that they're like, fuck, we need to put him somewhere. And they kicked Nefertiti out of her tomb and put mm-hmm. him there. That's what I subscribe to. So, but, I mean, if in 2012 we were still learning more about this... We might learn more in our lifetimes. And maybe she even might... not. Maybe after our lifetimes and people yeah. will learn more about her. So we may learn more right now or maybe it's later on down in life. So that's the mysterious life of Nefertiti. Um, she ruled with a considerable amount of power for a woman at the time. She was a force to be fucking reckoned with. It appears that she had a, a very loving marriage. And over 3,000 years later, we can't stop fucking talking about her. So, cheers. Nephi. Nephi. Love you, girl. 
So thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, just like hit us up. You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. We're at queens underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And follow us on iTunes at Queens Podcast. All one word. All smushed up. Queens Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Bye, girl. Clink, clink.